The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tung. This program will provide the groundwork you need to advance your awareness and be involved in the approaching transformation in consciousness. Now, your host, Peter Tung. Hello and welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation and I am your host, Peter Tung. Thank you for joining us today. The intention in these episodes is to give you insights into how the planet is shifting in frequency and vibration to a new level of awareness and how you can be part of this grand awakening. And today I'm delighted to welcome Daniel Jacob to the show. We are going to be discussing some challenging areas, um, but I know that Daniel has great expertise and will make uh, the discussion around the language of the subconscious something that we can all understand. So, Daniel, welcome to the show today. Thanks, Peter. It's really nice to be here. So let's begin straight away by by talking about what you mean by the language of the subconscious. Well, as you know from uh, our discussions before, maybe the uh, listening audience isn't totally familiar with the work I do, but I channel from a group of energies called the uh, Reconnections, who describe themselves as all those parts of our expanded self we had to forget about in order to become human, individuated personalities. And so when they began to transmit information to me, it was as if they were saying, okay, it's time for you to wake up now, time to wake up from the dream of your separation and begin to flow back into the rest of who you are. So just pause for a moment now. How long ago did that take place? When did that happen? That happened, well, it happened in a process in 1991, but I wrote my first transmission from the Reconnections on 11-11-1991. After oh, having seen the digits 1111 11 for the entire year, that was my version of the 1111, my 11-ation, if you will. <laughs> so, just, so just backing up a little bit, then. so the reconnections then are aspects of you that you are unaware of as, as you need to be unaware as an individuated being, and now you're returning back to gather those aspects together. Is that about right? Yes, they're the rest of who I am, and uh, it's sort of like a surgical nurse just handing instruments to a surgeon as he's working as I go about the work of awakening myself and the rest of my universe and and working with this wonderful shift we have happening, they give me bits of information like surgical tools to work not only on myself but also to work with others. And wow. so um, it's been a powerful journey. It's been, well, let's see, 91, it's about 18 years now. And we've uh, got a whole archive of information out on our website, uh, www.reconnections.net. So if people want a little grounding in universal oneness or multidimensionality, which is sort of the core of our message, then uh, they can go out there and 
and and chow down a little bit and get uh, get some of that so that there's a context to what I'm going to say today. The idea of individuation and the whole idea of subconscious, if we want to really enjoy it with a spiritual flavor, we would do well to, for just a time, separate ourselves from all the preconceptions that's been given to us through perhaps uh, the medical community or psychological community, not to uh, discredit that at all, but simply to set it aside for a moment to allow us to bring in some other info that might be relevant, things that the the professional community sometimes tends to overlook, um, which is the spiritual dimensions. And so it's interesting to note when we speak of conscious mind, subconscious mind, and unconscious mind, that uh, there are parts of ourselves that we are in touch with, that we have an experience of, and then there are parts of ourselves that seem to be out of reach or remote from us. And that's what creates the adventure of being in 3D and being individual bodies and personalities. And so when we go into this process, which my guides refer to as the reconnection, the return to oneness, that which has been unavailable to us is suddenly put within reach. And we begin to see, little by little, the dramas and the games that we've been playing with ourselves and with our universe, just for the fun and the amusement and the education of it all, just to discover all the uh, the incredible resources and perspectives and insights that are available in this huge thing we call the multiverse, which is a collaboration of universes. Each of us has a universe of our perception and our experience. Uni equals one. That means there's only one of us there. And so when we begin to move beyond a universe or a reality box that we've created for ourselves, we discover, gee, there's a whole lot more out here than I thought. And not only is, does it exist out there, but it actually is influencing your life in ways that you don't even realize. So just pause there for a second again. That, so you, you're saying the subconscious and the unconscious are two different aspects. Well, they're levels of of um, of ourselves that have been placed, uh, you might say, distant from the conscious mind through use of what's called a veil of forgetfulness. And the veil of forgetfulness is like a semi-permeable etheric layer, uh, a curtain, if you will, that's been drawn uh, so that we can function and focus in just a singular space with just a, a set group of rules and game plans and then as the veil begins to wear thin or or actually is pushed to one side we begin to experience either an influx or a dribbling in preferably a dribbling in because it's a it's difficult to integrate so much new stuff if it comes in like a flood but it does sometimes and we begin to integrate that that other knowledge that has been uh, inaccessible to us until the time that we say, okay, start giving it to me, guys. I'm ready to receive it. So, so that's a conscious, a conscious decision that we make to open that or draw that veil back, or sometimes it's coming from a deeper part of ourselves that manages to get to the surface. Well, the, there's like our, our global oneself. There's our, 
our oneself, multiversal oneself, you might call it, that contains all of the consciousness there is, and then some. Uh, and then there are these partitions, you know, they're, they're the players in the game. And um, um, there's like the director of the movie, there's the producer of the movie, there are the actors, and then there are the audience. And the thing that we have to get is that at some level of consciousness, we are each of those things. We're the audience, we're the director, we're the writer, we're the, the actors. It looks like that there are many of us, but there's really only one that's been fragmented into all these players, you know. And so the whole idea of universal oneness is sort of built around the same principle that guides dream interpretation, which says when you're interpreting a dream, you, the best way to get the, the, the biggest insights is to realize that every part of the dream represents a part of you. And in our day-to-day waking life, it's just simply an interpretation of the waking dream, just like we would interpret a night dream. So this dribbling through that takes place um, when we begin to open up to this uh, awareness that there's more to us than, than our obvious conscious physical self, in what form does that, does that dribbling of information or energy take place? Well, um, there are people who function uh, on feelings and sensations. There are people who function on images, visuals. Uh, they call them kinesthetic if they're feelings and sensations, visuals if they function on images, or sounds. Sometimes people will hear voices or will, uh, will hear their own voice but speaking different information within their own head. Or even they'll hear, hear sounds, metallic sounds, birds, music sometimes. As it comes in, it, and, and a lot of people say, oh, my God, I'm losing it, you know. Yes. Well, and in a way you are. You're losing the veil that separates the here and the there. And there's, a, there's been some kind of a puncture or a penetration of the veil, and there's been like a little portal opened through which this new information can, can arrive. And the spiritualist philosopher R.D. Lang put it beautifully. He said, the range of what we think and do is limited by what we fail to notice. And because we fail to notice that we fail to notice, there is little we can do to change until we notice how failing to notice shapes our thoughts and deeds. Outstanding. <laughs> so, so the the beginning of this process is is a bit scary, I would imagine. Well, it can be, or it can be delightful. I mean, children come in and they feel perfectly fine about it until they see the looks on their parents' faces when they begin speaking truth and and referring to dimensions of experience that the parents have already decided not to notice. And so the parents will either go, oh, that's wonderful, tell me more about your imaginary friends, or they'll look at each other and go, oh, my God, our kid's losing it. Yeah. But really, the kid is just inheriting it because the parents were not willing to look at it, so it's a, it becomes a hand-me-down experience. Now, just while we're on that topic, you have a second website, which is, which is essentially based for these children about these kids it's called uh, www.thestarchildren.com and it's, uh, you have a, a beautiful two-part cd as well 
Yes, there's a CD available there for listening and uh, samples and for purchase if people want it. And we also have a forum for uh, both the Reconnections uh, website, uh, this free discussion forum on the Yahoo system uh, for that, and one called Star Child Awakening, which is also on the Yahoo system. A bunch of great people gather there from all over the world and We're coming up to our our first break, so uh, we'll continue discussing the breaking through the veil after this break. This is Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. Be Extraordinary. Seventh Wave Network. Walk our true spiritual path at a time when the Western world is fixated on material gain? More people are now recognizing the emptiness, which comes with this limited approach to life. There is another way. Four years ago, Peter Tung left his position as a high school principal with 30 years experience in the education system and turned to his true calling of a metaphysical life. He now uses his experience and wisdom to provide solutions to personal and organizational challenges. Peter offers corporate workshops and seminars, public meditations, radio interviews, healing sessions, and community visits to bring awareness of the new paradigm, the awakening to conscious co-creation. Visit petertongue.com today to register for events and to purchase his transformative visualization meditation CDs. You can also download the meditation CDs as MP3s if you wish for listening on your computer or on the go. These are available now at petertongue.com. Being here with Ariel and Shia Kane is an ordinary person's guide to modern-day enlightenment. This show is an exciting exploration which opens the door to living in the moment. Don't miss being here. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern with Ariel and Shia Kane right here on the 7th Wave Network. What's it like? What's it like? It's lonely. It's really lonely. I miss my brother. I miss my brother. I'm surrounded by other people, but it's not the same. I've got other people around me, but it's not the same. It's pretty scary, but I don't let it rattle me. It's pretty scary around here, but I don't let it rattle me. You always have to watch your back. There's no one to watch my back. I spend my whole day worried who's out to get me. I'm always wondering who's out to get me. But I can take care of myself. But I can take care of myself. No matter what, I'll keep my head up. No matter what, I'll keep my head up. It's not like I have a choice. It's not like I have a choice. This'll all be over in five years, three months, and 17 days. This'll all be over in five years, three months, and 17 days. Go to jail for a gun crime and your family serves a sentence with you. Something to think about before committing a gun crime. Gun crimes hit home. This message brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council. The new home for visionary positive change. Seventh Wave Network.
listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Hello and welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation uh, with your host Peter Tung and my special guest today, Daniel Jacob. And before the break, Daniel was talking about the breaking through, the dribbling through of information normally out of our consciousness. And so, Daniel, I guess the next step then is how we begin to work with this information that starts coming through. Exactly. And, and also just fully embracing and accepting your whatever modality or whatever style you allow this to happen, there is no set way to do it. I mean, that's an important thing to say, even as we have people all over giving seminars and workshops, and that's all good, but sometimes people get intimidated and they think that their own particular way isn't good enough, and uh, the, the reconnections always emphasize your way is the best way for you, it's just a matter of empowering and um, and charging that up with your own passion and going forward with it. So when we talk about what um, R.D. Lang had to say about it, Warner Earhart in his work, which has since kind of evolved into a thing called the Landmark Forum, he has an expression he uses uh, when he talks about levels of consciousness. There's uh, the conscious mind, subconscious, and unconscious, and what he says is the conscious mind is what you know, because the subconscious is what you don't know or think you don't know, and then the unconscious is what you don't know you don't know, which is kind of a cute little way to kind of hang, a little hanger to put the different terms and ideas on. When the reconnections speak about these levels of consciousness and they particularly begin to view your universe, it's like they sit alongside you. If you ask them to come, your own reconnections will come and sit alongside you, whatever you call them. I mean, it doesn't have to be in my particular parlance. But they sit down alongside you and they say, okay, the conscious mind is symbolized by your body, your physical personality, all the stuff that you've originally attributed throughout your life to you, what you think of as you. Now, the, the idea that everything is you on some level that's like, uh, that's a new one. That's like a wrench in the, mon- a monkey in the wrench, as they used to say. A little wrench in there to, to get you stirred up and put you in your process. So as you look out at your world, uh, the way the reconnections lay it down is your conscious mind consists of everything having to do with your body, your personality, everything you've come to think of as yourself that you have sensation and experience of. Your subconscious mind is everything that you see or interact with personally. So, in other words, you talk to it, it talks to you, and there's an acknowledgement that it's there. That's one of the reasons why we will have interactions with people so that our subconscious mind can be worn by something around us. One of the favorite expressions people have when they're looking at somebody and they can't believe what they see is they're going, are you putting me on? And uh, when we do our shadow work segment at the Reconnections uh, Conclaves and Events, we do talk about shadow work, and they say basically your subconscious mind is wearing you uh, like a coat so that you can see parts of yourself that you normally wouldn't be able to see because of the bias of, well, this is my body, but that must be somebody else. Well, when you begin to entertain the idea 
that these people I'm talking to and that are talking to me are actually parts of myself that are coming, you might say, um, introducing themselves to me and allowing me to experience them from a detached position, from a little bit of a distance, you now have access to your subconscious. Now, if on the inner planes, it would be the same type of a thing if you experience a thought or a feeling that comes to you and sort of nudges you and talks to you. That's your subconscious mind. When we get to the unconscious, the level of the unconscious would be everyone you see, everything you see, everything you experience that doesn't have any particular relationship reaction to you. In other words, you can see it, you can watch it going on, but it doesn't have any acknowledgement of you and you don't have any interaction with with it. It's sort of like a, um, a picture lesson from a distance. So you might say CNN or um, some magazine you pick up or the neighbor across the street who's having a fight with his wife or with his kids who doesn't know you're there, but you see them and experience them. Um, That's an example of an unconscious connection because they're not conscious of you even though you've become conscious of them. So first person is made up of your body and your personality that you experience uh, within. Second person is all those people who interact with you as self, you know, as, within an interaction or a relationship. And third person is those things you see from a distance. Um, and they're all you, but they're just you from different angles. So if we begin to approach our universe, like we're looking at levels of ourself, um, and and we experience that as self, we begin to open up what's called our um, empathic connection. And uh, people who continue to open their veils and focus their consciousness are soon able to focus attention upon what seems like a separate person and open up what's called an astral bridge between themselves and that person. And before long, they're knowing what that person thinks. They're feeling what that person is feeling. And the real key, the real skill, is being able to differentiate that particular level of yourself from this level and still have a sense of distinction between the two. Uh, the people who get traumatized by this kind of a mushing together of consciousness are people who don't are not able to compartmentalize these levels of self and keep them, you might say, straight. They start to me- mesh into each other or melt into each other, and it becomes confusing. And there, it comes becomes scary. And so, this is this is a sort of a boundary issue that you have to be able to contain or manage to experience and feel without sinking into it yes well when we're in separation and separation is not a bad thing i mean it's part of the game it's the 3d game when we're focused in separation we have boundaries when we're beginning to reconnect we have distinctions it's the same thing as a boundary but it's not as dense there's a sense of porousness to it there's a sense of pliability to it so that it's it's easy for you to have compassion for another person. You remember, you know, the, the, this great golden rule, which is love your neighbor as yourself. 
a lot of people interpret that as meaning the way you want to be treated is the way you would want to treat your neighbor. But I believe it was much further than that. I believe what he was really saying is your neighbor is yourself. So love that person as you would love a part of yourself, like your hand would love your foot or your, or your face, you know. Uh, and if you begin to approach things that way, everything begins to become more alive and more sensitive and more connected. So what role does um, symbolism uh, and metaphor play in this reconnection communication taking place? I'm so glad you asked that. <laughs> <laughs> Symbols and metaphors are code keys that uh, we use to get into the secret boxes where we have kept our goodies. You might say if we have a little lockbox where we keep our special pictures, our special abilities, our special self or selves, then you'll, you're going to have a, a combination lock on it or you're going to have a padlock with a key. And a symbol or um, a phrase, you might say uh, an invoking phrase, an invocation, or a, um, an image, or even just a feeling sometimes, can be brought forward and can, can act like an open sesame um, to that particular compartmentalized part of experience where you speak the symbol, uh, look at the symbol, um, tone the tone if you use a tone. Uh, these are things that have gone through ancient societies, have been handed down for generations on how to get into the secret archives of the self. And that the key is, is if you approach everything as though no matter what generation it is, no matter what uh, subject matter it deals with, it's still you. It's just a part of you you haven't met yet. And if you approach it that way, then there's no more need to be afraid of these encounters. You would just simply say, oh, here's Cousin Bernie, someone I haven't met yet but he's in the family. And eventually you might go even further than to say, oh, here's that part of myself. And um, that's actually where we get the uh, Mayan expression in Lakesh, which means I am another yourself. So a lot of the uh, stuff that's happening in, in movies and books right now with all of the codes and symbols um, are manifestations, in fact, of our inner world in this sense. Well, and, and more than that, yes, yes, more than that, the reconnections refer to movies, books, and other media as the dreams of the mass mind, which basically says that these guys who are making up these movies and who are acting in them, who are designing the sets and writing the dialogue, they're channels, if you will, from the collective oneself, and they're bringing this stuff in right on time in order to excite and activate our remembrance, it's as if they're saying, now, now is the time. Wake up. It's time. And That's time for our second break. It's now is the time. That's a and perfect a fascinating discussion with Daniel. <laughs> and we'll come back to this, this topic and how this fits in with what is happening in the world today after this break. This is Peter Tongue for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation.
Taking you to the threshold of a dream and beyond. Seventh Wave Network. Dad, can I ask you something? Sure, what's up? Um, there's this girl I kind of like. Well, if there's one thing I know, it's women. Really? Well, they didn't call me velvet for nothing. I don't get it. Smooth. I was smooth. Oh. Anyway, it's easy. You just got to impress her. Show her how strong you are. Okay, but how? Just, I don't know, pick up a lot of heavy things around her. Like what? I don't know, desks, chairs, people. Grunt, if you have to. Grunt? Yeah, be like, Ugh! Try it. Ugh! Ugh! <laughs> See, there you go. And you should dress up. Start wearing a shirt and tie. I'll look like a dork. No, you'll look successful. Okay. And finally, you can start using my cologne. <clears throat> the ladies love it, so don't be shy. Splash it on. Thanks, Dad. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To find out how you can adopt, please visit our website at adoptuskids.org or call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. Spiritual Workout with host Stephen Morrison helps you go beyond the books, CDs, and the workshops you've gone to to learn spirituality. Stephen will passionately help you see which of 15 universally spiritual concepts apply to your circumstance and how. Now there's a way to help you live it every single day. Work out every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern on Spiritual Workout with your host, Stephen Morrison, on 7th Wave Network. A practical path to a happier, more peaceful, and richer life experience. How do we walk our true spiritual path at a time when the Western world is fixated on material gain? More people are now recognizing the emptiness, which comes with this limited approach to life. There is another way. Four years ago, Peter Tong left his position as a high school principal with 30 years experience in the education system and turned to his true calling of a metaphysical life. He now uses his experience and wisdom to provide solutions to personal and organizational challenges. Peter offers corporate workshops and seminars, public meditations, radio interviews, healing sessions, and community visits to bring awareness of the new paradigm, the awakening to conscious co-creation. Visit petertongue.com today to register for events and to purchase his transformative visualization meditation CDs. You can also download the meditation CDs as MP3s if you wish for listening on your computer or on the go. These are available now at petertongue.com. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. Listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Hello and welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host Peter Tong. And my special guest today, Daniel Jacob, was talking just before the break about the importance of symbols and how we have our own internal set of symbols to open up those secret lockboxes that we have stowed away. And then beginning to talk about how important these codes are in this present moment, in this now time. Daniel, just expand on that a little bit, please. 
um, the movies that are coming out now, uh, such as The Da Vinci Code and the, the new book, The Lost Symbol, are examples of uh, dreams of the mass mind that are being focused toward the idea of, under, of uncovering secret knowledge. And uh, when we look out on the Internet, it seems like everywhere you look, there's going to be people with conspiracy theories. And they're talking about dark governmental organizations and covert agendas. And what I always remind folks when they approach the Reconnections community with that kind of consciousness is, if we're all one, then that would symbolize the appearance of what looks like secret societies would symbolize the parts of ourselves that we've held secret from ourselves. And if there is a conspiracy going on, it is a conspiracy of one. In every person's universe, you're going to have a conspiracy, or you might call it an itinerary, where for X amount of years of my life, I'm going to keep myself in the dark about this particular material. And then at a key point in time, I'm going to disclose it to myself. And, of course, all this great work with Stephen Greer and the Project Disclosure and things they talk about in terms of extraterrestrials and ultra-terrestrials, it's all about the idea of tell us, tell us, tell us. And really what we're doing is looking in the mirror uh, and we're saying, will you tell me I have a secret? What is my secret? And as we begin to reach out in a conscious way, I love the title of your show, which is Conscious Co-Creation, because when we become co-creators with the all that is, we're no longer victims. We're now um, collaborators with each other and with all that is in order to produce this great production called The Return to Oneness and The Great Awakening. And, of course, people have their minds on 2012, don't they? They and, certainly do. Uh, it's a it's a focus, big big time focus. We just had a movie about that, yeah. and of course, where there's dreams, there's going to be nightmares. And of course, you look at some of the uh, special effects in that movie and the things that seem to be happening with the Earth. Um, that's a nightmare for some. And we see people we, every day on the news. We look at parts of the world where nightmares are occurring. But at the same time, there are parts of the world where where great awakenings and enlightenment is occurring, too. And um, it's all in pretty much in what you need to focus on and what you need to experience. A lot of people say, what's ahead for the planet Earth? And one of the big keys is everything, you know. Um, one, t- one day, the host guide into the reconnection system simply said to me, um, do you know what you did yesterday? Everything. He said, you'll know what you'll do tomorrow? Everything. It's only now, in this moment, when you can do something. And really, their description of each human being is, you're everything pretending to be something. That's, That's your game. You're saying, this is all I am, when in fact you're so much more. You know it and you're becoming more and more aware of it every day, even as we're uncovering things in our government, that symbolizes, you know, the administrative function of our brain, the administrative function of our will and our, and our uh, imagination, all the things that shape our experience in that, at that level, that administrative level, which is still self, 
But where you have a production, you've got to have somebody who has been, who has forgotten the outcome so that they can be surprised. So the ego aspect of a human, of a human person today represents that kid who is opening the, the Christmas presents under the tree. He doesn't realize he's also the one who, who bought them and wrapped them and put them there, you know. So the ego self represents that part that gets to be surprised. You know, I used to say to people, I say, you're going to go see that movie? Oh, I love that movie. I said, I'm so envious of you. I wish I hadn't seen that movie so I could go see it again for the first time. And that's what, that's what 3D is. It's, it's God chipping off a portion of him, her, ourself, and putting it into um, a, an environment, a situation, and allowing him, her, ourself to experience again what we've always known, what we always will know, which is eternal knowledge. It's all now. There's no time. People talk about, are we going to get into 2012? We're already there. We've never left it, except as a game, you know, as a pretend. We've been pretending to be away from home. You mentioned the, uh, the, the the child and the Christmas tree and the, that beautiful surprise moment which we can live through with them and we watch the children uh, open their, their gifts in that moment and, and, as you say, the big surprise. But we really need to talk about the children because I know you have a great expertise in the children who have come in to be here at this time on the planet, uh, what you, the children that you call the star children. So to just talk to us about, about the children, why they're here and what their role is for us. Yes, yes. Well, you know, uh, it was in 1997 when a whole bunch of us began. I was just around that time when a whole bunch of us on the planet were getting contacted by various subsets of the children of the New Earth. Um, Lee Carroll and Jan Tober were writing the Indigo Children, uh, Doreen Virtue and, and uh, Steve Rother were working with the Crystal Children. Uh, Richard Boylan and myself were, were dealing with Star Children, and there are several others who are too. And since then, many other subsets have developed the Dolphin Children, the um, Mystic Children, uh, the Amethyst Children. It's, it goes on, Rainbow Children. And they come in in waves. They're born on and into waves. And their, their role might be to just simply be the carriers of the joy and the passion that have been sort of wrung out of the adulterated people who have had to learn how to live, quote, responsible, focused lives. Nothing wrong with responsibility except it tends to get so heavy at times that we forget that there's light and love and peace and joy, too. But our kids won't let us forget that because... Uh, they're the ones who, if we tend to get too glum and too involved in the 3D separation game, they just, they'll hold up billboards in front of our face in the form of outrageous dress, or maybe they'll, 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 they'll fail at school when you know they're a genius. They're just bored, you know, by the curriculum. Or they may be people who, through the usage of, um, psychedelics or through the usage of deep meditation or sexuality um, uh, excitation go into some of these profound mystical realms and, and, and some of them even flip out just so that they can push that button too. There's nothing, you know, flipping out can be a really fun thing at times, you know, as long as you flip back in. 
<laughs> you have a very, a very um, uh, easy way of talking about situations that can be pretty traumatic for people. Well, I I know, and I get I get a uh, I get a lot of letters from people who've been through horrendous experiences, and I myself uh, have had personal people close to me who've gone through deep emotional stress. I happen to have been gifted with a developmentally special older son who has his own way of approaching life, and we've had challenges throughout his 36 years as he's learned to deal with the borderline-type existence of someone who lives partially here, partially somewhere else, and has a free flow of information that they just can't quite talk about or verbalize. I believe that these special kids, uh, autistics, uh, Asperger's and and, uh, Down's syndrome and so on, Many of these kids are just simply carriers of special genes and equipment for perception that hasn't really been discovered and worked with and and fully understood yet, but it's coming in, little at a time. And of course, we have the savants. The forerunners that we will actually catch up to and understand much more clearly as this unfolds. Exactly. I wrote a series of articles uh, for Star Children called The Metahuman Prototype, and um, uh, it's uh, all about the elements of what we call this new race, part human, part expanded oneself, um, bridge people, if you will, people who sit on the edge between here and there, and they don't completely let go of here and they don't completely grab onto there so that they can be way showers and uh, guides for those who would travel to and fro, whether it would be someone from the other realms or here. And I guess that, that other realm that they're connected to for each of them is a different realm than each other. It could be, certainly. Yeah, so uh, it's, it's like a, it could be like a, like a Grand Central Station of transformation. Right. Which makes it pretty confusing. Well, so, it, it can be. It can be confusing, but more and more people are discovering their own little systems and their own little organizational ways. And as long as we have to go to break there, we'll we'll return in our last segment and continue talking about these fascinating children. This is Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. Taking you to the threshold of a dream and beyond. Seventh Wave Network. Experience higher love, an archangelic journey into ascended joy and authentic living. Your hosts, Sri Ram Ka and Kira Ra, will assist you to open your heart, expand your love, and be ever-present with true joy. Your journey with Sri and Kira begins right here on the 7th Wave Network with Higher Love, Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. Walk our true spiritual path at a time when the Western world is fixated on material gain? More people are now recognizing the emptiness which comes with this limited approach to life. There is another way. Four years ago, Peter Tong left his position as a high school principal with 30 years experience in the education system and turned to his true calling of a metaphysical life. He now uses his experience and wisdom to provide solutions to personal and organizational challenges. Peter offers corporate workshops and seminars. 
public meditations, radio interviews, healing sessions, and community visits to bring awareness of the new paradigm, the awakening to conscious co-creation. Visit PeterTongue.com today to register for events and to purchase his transformative visualization meditation CDs. You can also download the meditation CDs as MP3s if you wish for listening on your computer or on the go. These are available now at PeterTongue.com. When you have a stroke, you may not even notice it right away. But then, time passes, and the symptoms get worse. One minute you feel fine, and the next, your speech could be slurred or not make sense. One side of your body might become numb. You might see double. You drop the TV remote because you can't hold up your arm. That's because, after a stroke, every minute you don't get help... is another minute that your brain is being starved of oxygen. The warning signs of a stroke include sudden numbness or weakness of the face, arm, or leg, sudden trouble seeing, speaking, or understanding. If you experience any of these warning signs, call 911 immediately, because time lost is brain lost. Visit strokeassociation.org or call 1-888-4-STROKE today. A public service announcement from the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Be Extraordinary. Seventh Wave Network. Listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Hello and welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host Peter Tong and my special guest today, Daniel Jacob. And I know, Daniel, you had a a couple of special insights you wanted to mention around the language of the subconscious. Yes, as you can see, this information is like a labyrinth. You can just go on and on with it. But if we were to take a couple of insights for as far as interpreting the language of the subconscious, I would say the first thing is uh, there's a difference between us trying to reason things out and being open to being infused with new knowledge. And you can always tell because there's a sense of reaching, reaching, reaching. Um, our, my dear healer friend, Grandpa, always used, talks about the manipulating, um, bargaining, um, sometimes deceptive conscious mind. The subconscious and unconscious when it comes to us will often seem, seem like a bolt out of the blue. And so it's important when you, you, you know, you have to make a statement of intention, what you want, and you have a visualization of what it is you want to know, and then you've got to completely let it go. And the best way to completely let go of one area of your life is to focus then on some other area of your life that's easy and free-flowing, keeps your attention, so that you can be open for that bolt out of the blue when it's ready to come. Sometimes it'll take days, weeks, months, even years, and if people ask a question, you know, sometimes spirit is saying to us, you don't need to be so much the answer right now. Right now you need to be in the question and experience it as a correct question. So 
not to rush yourself, you know, to come up with something or concoct a message. But those things that come out of the blue, it, it, it's amazing because as soon as they do, you know that you've been spoken to. The other aspect about the subconscious mind is um, that it, uh, it does have these symbols, and these symbols will have a repetition to them. So when you have a message or an image or a symbol that repeats itself over and over again, it's usually a sign that the spirit is going, hey, excuse me, trying to get your attention here. Walk into a bookstore and a book falls off, off the shelf at your feet, you know, or on your head, that's a particular one. I get that every now and then. Um, but repetition, focus and repetition and intensity. If there's a you know something screaming at you, you want to listen to it. Now, by the same token, there are parts of the subconscious that scream at us, and they're just distractions. So it's important to stay connected to our bodies and to receive this information and integrate it in a in a gradual and a kind of kind way to our lives. And then, of course, we talk about the kids, you know, and how the kids are our little mirrors, our little reminders of the part of us that wants to continually be renewed and refocused. That's what what a real passion is for me, and I love to see the kids coming into their own. Um, I know that sometimes the parents are very, very uh, distraught. So, Daniel, what what advice would you give to those parents um, who have... The, the kids that are, that are causing the parents some anxiety and concern and, and distress, what, would, what do you say to those parents? The very first step is to realize that you're not dealing with a kid's problem. Um, usually the kids are simply reflecting back a situation. We make it a problem when we judge it or when we try to hide it or we try to get rid of it. And that's, that's almost a surefire formula for getting a kid to grab onto it and keep bringing it up for continued consideration because the parent has tried to cover it over. You know, uh, Carl Jung, the great uh, psychiatrist, psychologist, used to talk about a minister who could never admit that he'd ever done anything wrong. He always talked about the perfection and sanctity of, of his life and the Christian way. And then his daughter became a prostitute. His son became a thief. And uh, his his other son became a murderer, you know, and it was all about acting out the shadow so that these people can work it through. So one of the things is the first thing is important is don't deny that what you see in your child is a part of yourself. Remember, we're all one, and there are no objective points of view. That's the one big thing we have to learn from medical and psychological sciences. There's no such thing as an objective view, and no matter how intelligent or intellectual you are when you're dealing with people, you're also dealing with aspects of yourself. And uh, to try and, and think about it otherwise kind of per- perverts the process and obscures things, you know. So Jung, particularly one of the best models of therapeutic teachers, used to jump right in there and allow projection all over the place. But he had the ability to be able to sort things out, you know, just like we've been talking about. First person, second person, third person, subconscious, unconscious. He was able to kind of lay things out in an array, you know. So if we can do that with our kids, where we can still keep our place of organization and parental responsibility, but allow for free flow expression of emotion, 
allow ourselves to not always have to be the one who's in charge or the one who is the knowledgeable one, but to be open to hear those new points of view. The best message that a parent can ever give to a star kid or an indigo or crystal kid is this, I believe in you. There's no greater message that can be put forth. And interestingly enough, you turn back around and the kid says to the parent, I believe in you too. And a bridge has been built. And that's what we always emphasize in the work is is if you come at that kid, there was this great kid movie of The Sixth Sense where the kid said to the psychiatrist, how can you help me if you don't believe me? And that's the message that they're saying to us right now. You First, you've got to believe in us, and then you've got to listen, and then we'll also want to listen and share back with you. Then the, the, the channel will be open. So, Daniel, we have to uh, call it, call it to, to an end there. Just remind us very quickly of the two websites that people can go to to come to uh, appreciate your work. www.reconnections.net and www.thestarchildren.com. So the first one's .net and the second one's .com. And come visit our forum. We'd love to have you share. Great. Thank you so much, Daniel. It's been an absolutely fascinating and wonderful hour spent with you. I really appreciate your wisdom and the way in which you can purvey the knowledge. It's uh, wonderful. Thank you so much. I always love to get together with you. Okay. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So next week, my guest is Patrice Chaplin, who has had an extraordinary life and has had revealed to her secret knowledge and information that came from Girona in Spain, which she talks about in her book, City of Secrets. Um, And she also uh, reveals exactly what the priest Saunier was doing in Rennes-le-Chateau in building the chapel and also the Tour Magdala. It will be a fascinating exploration of the unfolding of her situation and also Uh, accessing the portals that exist in the world today. It will be a very interesting show. So thank you for listening today. I hope you enjoyed our show with Daniel Jacob, and I hope you'll join me again next week. This is your host for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation, Peter Tung, wishing you a wonderful week. this week's show to be enlightening and inspiring. Please join host Peter Tong for another edition of Awakening to Conscious Creation next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, Noon Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.